Okay. There's so many things on my mind. It's like I'm trying to decide what to talk about in the podcast. And I notice I'm trying to figure out like one story, one little part of the story that I can tell in detail. And it's hard. Like it doesn't really work like that. The story is... The story of what I want to do and what's been happening in my life over the past year, you can't, it's hard to separate out the different parts. Um, I guess you got some of the parts in, in some previous podcasts. There was my music journey, and then there was a podcast called I Used to Be an Atheist. Those were some, I guess I separated out part of the story for that, but I don't know what to talk about this time. And But I want to, I want to give you more, more of the story of how I want to help the world, how I want to be in service of the earth. I think in the first episode I said that I want people to get along and I want that to be sustainable. And um, I talked a little bit about what sustainability means to me and, and, and I'll just briefly summarize what it means. It's, it's living in a way where we can feed ourselves and shelter ourselves using materials that we gather from the earth and we can do that in a way that actually helps the earth we can increase our well-being while increasing the well-being of everything else and it doesn't have to be a, a zero-sum game and that's pretty easy to understand I think but the, obviously the hard part is actually doing it and um, my path has taken strange steps I don't know I don't know how I've ended up where I where I've ended up but a few weeks ago I ended up at a dinner with some of my friends and we were talking about making video content about how we're trying to help the earth and and my friends and I are part of this loosely formed group where we want to reestablish indigenous governance and use their legitimacy to to do the projects or to get their approval for projects like sustainability projects and restoration projects um, rather than trying to get like the city of Toronto's approval because that takes years and it's tricky and there's so many things but but we have to recognize that 
the city of Toronto really isn't the the legitimate governance of this place. Anyway, I was at this dinner and we were talking about what we wanted to do for videos. And someone mentioned the, bra the Black Creek and how it was paved over. And I was like, oh, wow, the, the, a creek is paved over. Like, I didn't know that that was something that, that happened. I knew the creeks were in not in very good condition, but I didn't know it was that bad. And so the next day I went to visit the Black Creek. And for a long time I've known that one of my favorite things to do is to walk along creeks. I think I mentioned in the last episode that there was a creek that I visited as a kid that where there was lots of frogs. And uh, I liked catching the frogs, but mainly I just liked walking along the creek and, and jumping on the rocks and trying to navigate through difficult terrain. And I loved that. And seeing if I could find little places to cross the creek or little, if there's a big rock in the center of the creek, like, can I jump to it without stepping in the water? Like, I, I always loved to do that. And so I went to this creek, the Black Creek. And I started walking because that's what I love to do when I get to the creeks. I, I walk along them. And it's a little bit less fun because it's paved, it's concrete. There's, there's less fun terrain to walk on. But I was still enjoying myself, just watching the water flow, paying attention to like graffiti and stuff like that. And I thought... Well, the first thought that came to mind was, oh, wow, like, wouldn't it be cool to canoe down this creek? <laughs> but then I thought, well, maybe that would be a little dangerous, and I don't know what the, the whole creek looks like. Maybe there are some spots where it wouldn't be really feasible to canoe down, and, and maybe portaging wouldn't be that feasible either. Anyway, so I thought, well, maybe I could just walk down it. I could walk the whole creek, like, all the way up till, like, close to where it starts. All the way down to Lake Ontario. And this idea kept going in my mind. And... And I thought, well, yeah, maybe this really is something I could do. And since last night we were talking, or the night before I was at the creek, we were talking about video content. Well, maybe this could be some video. Maybe I could do some video blogs about my walk along the creek. And, you know, the idea just kept rolling around in my head and I kept thinking about it. And I, and I had decided that, yes, this is something I wanted to do. And so there's that. And then 
a, a big part of this story is the part that's kind of really hard to tell, and I'll try to tell it, but it has to do with indigenous spirituality and leadership. And that's a very long story. I, I started being in connection with indigenous ways of viewing the world and indigenous spirituality a few years ago when I was invited to a fire circle, a talking circle. And a talking circle is something in indigenous culture that's it's a very common protocol for how to conduct conversations uh, with many people in a spiritual way. And you have a usually a feather that you pass around the circle and then clockwise and the person who has the feather is the person talking and you don't interrupt them and you let them finish and you let them pass the, the feather along and then the next person speaks. And in this way, everything that wants to be said gets said. And you also, usually it's done around a fire and the fire invites the spirit in and there's a part of me that says that people out there listening are just gonna are just gonna think I'm crazy when I say that that the fire invites the spirit in and fire the fire invites the ancestors in there are some people out there who already know that but really there's there's a part of my brain that's like still thinks I'm crazy for believing that and I don't know what to do about that and I don't I don't know really what to say to people who think I'm crazy for believing that you can watch you can listen to the episode that I recorded called I used to be an atheist for a, a little bit more background on that But for now, I'll just stick to that. So the fire invites the spirit in. And that first talking circle I went to, that was really life-changing. I'd never had a conversation like that. It was very meaningful. I thought I was, well, I am an introvert, but I thought that being an introvert meant that I don't like talking. But at that fire circle, I discovered that the reason I didn't like talking was because I wasn't in the right kinds of conversations. If I'm in the right kind of conversation, I really do like talking. And so I'll get back to the Black Creek in a minute, but the, the indigenous, my relationship to the indigenous spirituality kept, kept evolving from there. And I learned about ceremonies and ceremonies They're such a big topic, and I so I know so little about them. But from my understanding, ceremonies in indigenous culture are are 
are not some kind of symbolic thing. They're real functional things that have a purpose and there's the ceremony leader has a specific job to do in 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 the spirit. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to stop there because I I don't know really what I'm talking about, but what I said about it's not a it's not a symbolic thing. It's a real thing. The ceremonies And I've been lucky enough to see that for myself. To see that the ceremonies are not just symbolic. And I was told not to talk about the ceremonies I've been to, so I'm not going to talk about them. But I hope from listening to me right now that you believe that this is my experience, that I've seen ceremonies that have some, some connection to spirit, real connection to spirit, not metaphorical, not symbolic, real communication with the spirit, whatever the spirits there are, I don't know. Um, And so with this Black Creek, it seems as though the process is being guided by spirit. And again, that voice in my head is saying, you're crazy. You're crazy for believing in spirit. Every time I say that word, that voice says you're crazy. And, and I'm just going to have to keep saying that word until that voice shuts up. <laughs> and maybe it never will shut up. But the, the, fact that, the fact that I had time the next day to go visit the Black Creek and the fact that I went there by myself and the fact that this idea came to me. You know, I've walked along a lot of creeks in Toronto. I live close to a creek right now. I've, I've visited that creek a lot lately and prayed with that creek, but I never had the urge to walk along the whole creek. I visited the Black Creek only once, and now I, I have a very strong urge to walk along the whole creek. And it's such a strong feeling that I, that I do research for days afterwards, looking at maps of the creek, and I, and I bought a physical map of Toronto so that I, I could see the creek as it winds through the city. And I go and I pick a point where to start, and I research what what's around that area and the things along the creek in that area. And, and I think about how would I film the, the videos of this walk and how would I share it with people and how would I, 
um, how would I transmit the message that I want to, that I want to give to people that we need to heal this Creek and, and all, all of our creeks, but I'm only one person so I can focus on one Creek. And all of these ideas are flooding in. It's so, and it's so strong, these ideas and they're, and I'm so, like, I haven't started the walk and I'm so impatient. Like, I just want to start walking along the creek. And and now believing in spirit. And again, every time I say that, it's like, it's like I have to force myself to say it. Because that part of me that doesn't believe that is so strong. Believing in spirit, it's like that gives me an explanation for why I have this idea and why it's, this idea is so strong for me. It's because when I visited the creek, the spirits of that creek told me what to do. And I'm reminded of uh, Grandmother Josephine Mendamin. Who died recently she she walked around all of the Great Lakes in ceremony and I have to I have to trust that you know if if she she's a she's an indigenous grandmother she's a very smart woman and I have to believe that if she thought that walking around the Great Lakes was good for the water then it must be good for the water. Even though my rational mind can't really explain why it's good for the water. I think in these times, if our rational minds knew what to do to fix the earth, then the earth would be fixed. And maybe fixed isn't the right kind of language, but maybe healed is the right kind of language. We knew exactly what to do in order to heal the this creek. Then I could just do it, right? I could just one day I could just go and rip up the concrete and plant the plants. But obviously, I can't just do that because I don't have help. I don't have machinery. I don't have permission. I don't know how to do it. And of all the people who want to do it, none of them are doing it. And so I have to assume that all of them are in the same position of not knowing where to start, not knowing how. And so what do you do when you don't know what to do? You follow that song that comes from the land. And the song I heard that day told me to walk along the creek. So that's what I'm going to do. And I hope that makes sense. And if it doesn't, I hope you believe that it makes sense to me. And so I hope you support me and, and um, let's see what goes, what happens next. 
what happens when I finish the walk? That will be an interesting thing to find out. So if you want to, if you want to be in touch, my email is paulbartonsounds at gmail.com. No spaces or, or punctuation or anything, just paulbartonsounds at gmail.com. If you have anything to say, if you want to be on the podcast, I'm, I'd be happy to have anyone as a guest. Or if you just want to say hi, feel free. Bye for now.